I love you, Yasuo Masufifa. Oh. Oh, is that her starting it? She's like scratching the dog very aggressively right now. He's like, his eyes are like literally glazed over. He looks at me, her door says, Mommy. Like, Mommy, I'm sad. No, he's not sad, he's happy. He's like, Mommy, sit with me. Well, so I want to apologize first off because I said oh i'm gonna like, upload another episode even though i missed it on thursday and then i never eventually doing this strange goblin and then thing. i never did and like it's weird right now time is passing so incredibly fast for me and it might be because it's just like now like the last the finish line i guess to surgery like the last few weeks so for me like i don't know how it's already thursday i don't know how it's already this week i don't even know how it's already may 5th yeah because no it's may 5th Fourth. Fourth. May the fourth, May the fourth be, be you. I hate that. I, ooh, Sorry. Ooh, okay. I don't. I take it back. No, I think we. I think we know why. I think we know why. We'll just leave that. We'll leave that. Anyways, um, so where we left off was, I think we were in. We we're just hanging out in the apartment, basically. That's kind of where we left off. Was I had started Septra. I was on. I know I was on another antibiotic. I don't remember the name now. Um, and we were talking about how it has taken a long time to get here. Um, I mean, I guess because I didn't do an episode last week, we did meet with my Lyme doctor last week, and she's like, your body now is finally in a good state for surgery, Lyme-wise. And that, once again, that has taken me, I mean, we got diagnosed in 2020, that's taken me three years of treatment, three years straight of just treatment of Lyme to get to a place where it's relatively safe enough. Um, you know, my white blood cells aren't, like, really high. My red blood cells aren't really high. It's not, like, I'm not perfect still, but it's still better than it was. Way it's way than better it than it was. Way, I mean, my labs way, are way. mostly stable, and there was, yeah. and there you was a... You have red blood cells. Yeah. You have white exactly. blood cells. You haven't had any in there a was, very long time. Um, there was a time where, like, they'll hospitalize you for this, but there was a time where I had, like, less than one white yeah. blood cell and red blood cells. Yeah. Um, and, you know you know whatever it is what it is um so you know um but i was thinking so this is kind of where it started going relatively not downhill but it was the summer of 2021 yeah it was the summer of 2021 yeah um it started to go relatively downhill because i started a new medication and it was called Rosefin and a couple Lyme people that i've actually met have taken this and they've had the same things happen to them so it's not just me um, but it can cause gallstones to develop and your gallbladder to start being very sluggish. And we were warned of this. I was put on a medication that would kind of help my gallbladder keep moving. My body, of course, at the time wasn't really absorbing that well. So I think that contributed into it not working as well. Um, but I started developing gallstones. And fun fact, when you have vascular compressions, passing gallstones is awesome. Passing gallstones is awesome for anybody. So let's make it clear to all of you out there who have had gallstones. Autumn does not know. I don't have a good pain registry. Yeah. One. So for me, it was really not. Like, I also. I have this new thing where I, like, disassociate pain. So, like, every day I'm like a dog. Every day it's my not pain. not a new thing. But yeah, it's, okay, it's been like a my seven year long thing. Yes, but it, I've I've gotten really good at it to a point now where like you know I know yesterday I was in pain, but I don't remember what it was. I don't like pain does not remember for me anymore. So like that's why sometimes when I get new pains, I'll freak out because I'll be like, oh my god, this is new. How am I gonna? So anyways, um, so yes, you were saying. 
passing gallstones is not fun for anybody. Yes, it's not fun for anybody. No, it is not fun for anybody. Because you're literally passing stones. To be clear is when you have vascular compressions because you already have pain existing in that space in which your body is going to try and pass these things to try and contract and pass them. Yeah. You already have pain because your body's already in a contraction and inflamed. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make it any more or less funny. I would say it's a different kind of fun. fun. And you know our type of fun at this point, um, if you listen to this podcast. But, um, I mean, here's this is our infamous story. And this goes... This goes out... <laughs> to all the people that want to hear it. That have been asking, that have been asking for this. the gallstone in the gas station the story. The gallstone in the gas station Because story. I've touched on it re- relatively on and off. But the full stupid story... What I like is that our stories always have a poetic title, title gas, yes. the gallstones in the gas so station. we were so where we were living it was about 20 minutes away from where my lymphatic massage was and i we were just we were driving there and i was like because of the gallstone passing at the time i hadn't really realized i was passing gallstones they were like little tiny ones at the time and so i was like oh i i was going to the bathroom very urgently a lot and i wasn't realizing because i was not aware i guess i don't know i'd never thought that I could pass I'd never well I never... think you had it in the idea like many people do it's a huge, a, rock. a huge rock and, and you'll like notice pebbles. when you pass it and yeah. it's not always it, it... yeah and I've always had extremely painful bowel movements and so for me I was just kind of like okay it is what it is yeah um so we were driving to I was really nauseous that morning I remember it was different I was in a lot more pain I was really nauseous and we were driving to lymphatic massage and about like five minutes away from there um I was like, we need to pull over. And there was a gas station. I was like, mom, we need, I need to go. Like, I'm going to go right now in the car. And I haven't, I have not actually gone in the car ever. I don't know. No, she, she hasn't. And I've so, held, and she's never even said that. So when, that day when she was like, like. I usually just hold it. Like, I'm pretty good at just being like, I'll shit yeah. my pants before I say pull over. And so when she said that day, she was, she was like, no, you don't understand. It was, it, that for me, it was like the bar has been. Dropped. Dropped because she never. She would tell me, I've really got to go. I might be in pain. And I would actually say, you know, do I need to pull over? Or are we going to have a car incident? And she'd be like, no, 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 no. You know, I'm just, I'm just talking. So when she said that day, and I looked at her, and I, in all of this journey, I've seen a lot of expressions on her face. And that like was a new one. all the color drained from my face. Because yes. I remember seeing myself. Um, so I, to get out, I'm running into the gas station. I run into the bathroom. And I remember sitting in there and, like... I'm not gonna get graphic or anything, but I just remember like literally almost blacking out from the pain. So like, like I was sitting on the toilet and it was fine, and then just like the room spun. I thought I was gonna actually, I thought I was gonna pass out. I didn't because I remember saying coherent the entire time, but it was so bad. So I, when I go to, the, when I have my bowel movements, when I have really painful stuff because I have colitis, I have other stuff going on. I joke with you like if I'm screaming, I'm fine, or like if it really, if I'm making a noise, I'm fine. And I was like in a public space, so I never, I never make noises. And so I remember just sitting there and literally just silently, like screaming. I guess I don't know. I, I didn't. I thought I was dying. Like I legitimately thought this is the end. Something's happening. I'm. One of my friends who has Crohn's. Um, he and I have joked. Shout out to Tyler. That like I'm shitting out my intestines. Like we thought. Oh my God. What is this? What? If, how can you do that? And so I legitimately was like, Oh my God. I'm passing, like, 
something i don't know an alien baby i was like this is the end for me and she was texting me and, and she then was i went like, dark yeah went she dark was texting me for a little bit as she always does and it was basically like it's alien baby here it comes you know it's finally true all the time they've been asking me if i was pregnant i actually was as it turns out and it was with an alien baby you know and as usual i was just like now i do not remember if we'd had an argument that morning we did okay because what I don't know if you realize what I was doing on the outside because you went in there and I went in there with you to make sure you could get in and I basically bought a whole bunch of chocolate I remember and then okay okay so then I remember I came out and first of all after this after I realized I passed so my hands are really small so I know that I passed like I don't know. It wasn't a pebble size. It was at least like a kind of a little rock sized gallstone. I remember. And I remember just being like, that's a really weirdly shaped stool, but okay, it's fine. And then I come out of there. Well, you wouldn't have. Well, no, it gets better how I realized it. We got, I come out of there. And first of all, the gas station employee who's in there, I looked dead, I think, because I was just like dying. I was like, oh no, I'm fine. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, uh huh, mm hmm. And I remember coming out of the gas station. Tucker's cleaning himself. Nobody can hear it. Just okay. keep going. It's really aggressive. Um, but I remember coming out of the gas station and I come into the Jeep and you're looking on your phone um, pictures of gallstones because you were just wondering yourself. And I was like, oh my God, that looks like what I just, what was in the toilet. And you were like, uh she didn't know what i was looking at she just saw the picture yeah i just thought oh is she looking at my poop again because we've done that at yeah. this point you get to a point when you Gallstones have usually don't come out of that part you know they usually come out with your urine so that's that's kidney it. stones i'm pretty sure it's called stones too Are we going to have to Google this right now? I'm going to Google this right now because she's looking at me funny. Where do you pass gallstones? They pass through your bile ducts and pass out of your body in your poo. Okay, I greatly apologize. They move out of the gallbladder and pass into your stomach. So that's why it really, really hurt because think about it. It was going through my smas. Right. So it was going through a blockage. Basically, a rock was being shoved through a blockage. Good times. Good times. So, yeah, that was... Uh... So I go in. So like I said, I, I, I guess we had an argument that morning because I don't usually do this. I'm not... Like, I like my chocolate in a day, but not like this. And I, she walked in and I walked in and I, I basically <laughs> bought at least two or... Th I know I had at least two, possibly three kinder bueno but i remember too is like i came into the car and you and i were kind of still like Arr. yeah and i you like turned and looked at me and immediately like both of us just stopped like we were just like what are we're not fighting anymore like what's wrong yeah. because you were like what is wrong she was in there so i'm i'm on the jeep you know and i'm like thank god <laughs> she i need a few minutes away from her because i, I whatever brat. the argument was about it was like i was in pain i was being a brat I, that's what i remember yeah so i was just like here's my chocolate me and my chocolate and it was like 10 in the morning so you know i couldn't have a shot of vodka so it's me and my chocolate and i'm sitting in the jeep and it was hot it's california so the chocolate's basically melting while i'm eating it which is fine for me so i'm having a good old time i'm i know that there were a couple people pulling up next to me and basically 
passing in front of me and looking at me sitting in there, you know, smearing my face and my fingers with chocolate. <laughs> well, and being like, your daughter's yeah. dying. Well, they didn't even know about you. But yeah, they, I know that I do remember one guy just kind of giving me a look like, all right, you know. Um, so meanwhile, Autumn's in there for a very long time. Now understand we've had gas station pit stops before. And she can be in there for a long time. But this was like extra, extra, extra long. And she had been texting and then she went completely dark. And so around the time I finished my second or possibly third Kinder Bueno <laughs> chocolate bar, um, I realized like she's still not back. And okay, I mean, I'm a fast eater, but I, these were three chocolate things and th not that fast. I'm not like, <sighs> so I realized in my way of telling time, like this is not right. And I'm texting her at that point and she's not answering at all. And I was just thinking to myself, holy crap this is it I'm gonna I have dreamed I have envisioned I have dreaded this moment like I'm gonna have to go into the gas station I'm gonna have to get the dude to possibly crowbar open the door or maybe just ask him for a crowbar I don't know I mean this is me I'm a planner yeah I'm a planner and so I like to just and I, I process things before I do them so I like to sit there and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna have to go and get him to open the door. And I'm gonna find Autumn dead on the bathroom floor, half on the toilet. She's gonna be half undressed. I'm gonna wanna cover her up. You know, or maybe she'd be passed out. So then we'll call 911. So I like had my phone unlocked and I was planning all of this stuff. And I was like, okay, you got this. You got your plan in place. You can do this to go find your dead daughter on the floor of the bathroom. Uh. And. You know, I shouldn't be laughing because this actually happens to people, but it's kind it, of funny. it does. But you it's know, it's funny if it happened to me. This is not funny if it happens to other it's people. Not, it's not, it's not funny at all. Traumatic. But you also have to understand that our lives at that point had been nothing but trauma. So yeah. So at this point, we have to laugh because our it's. I was planning. Okay, so I was thinking of all the scenarios. Like she's either dead, she's either passed out. Hopefully, like she hasn't fallen halfway in the toilet. Hopefully, you if you died while you were on the toilet, you were slim enough that you could have just like got yeah, sucked and then in. I would have sucked into the sewer. And, no, 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 and no, you wouldn't. Have, no, no, you wouldn't. Have, nobody's gonna flush the toilet. It would have been like that no, movie. No, was... You do not know how to plan. All right, so, um, but I was gonna, you know, cover you up before the the gas station. I was gonna be make sure you were modest and everything. So, and I had, you know, I I was like, okay, I'm gonna steal myself up. I can do this. This is it. Um, you also have to understand that you know you're in a state of shock for several years with everything that had been happening to us so it was kind of like all right this is it um so right as I'm thinking this and I had my phone and I was like all right I'm gonna go take care of this autumn comes literally and it's literally like something out of a movie like the hangover where those guys are drinking for however long in Vegas and she comes out and she's stumbling and her hair is like all in disarray. She'd had it in braids when she went in. It was like out. It was completely out. It looked like my first thought was, oh my God, what happened to you in the bathroom? Did somebody attack hurt you, you yeah. or hurt you? Um, and she's eating a shoe. It's just Tucker eating okay. things. She, um, she looked just, just, just bedraggled, disheveled. Mm. I mean, she went, you know, she can have her days where she doesn't, she looks like she's slept outside for a bit and, you know, isn't concerned about her appearance, which is fine. It's but a free country. It is a totally free country, but I base your feeling on where you are in that spectrum. And you can't, You went in one way and you and came, came out, out even worse. extremely disheveled and, like, falling <laughs> apart. And, and so, yeah, I'm not sure, because you're right, then I had been looking up 
I think I had it on my phone before I started my planning. I had it on my phone. And so yeah, as she's climbing into the Jeep, I had warned the f- by my live doctors, be careful, you might get gold. Yeah. So as she's climbing into the Jeep, I had the phone face towards her and she was like, oh, that looks just like what I did and what I left in the toilet. And I was like, you know what I'm looking at? And she said, no. She's like, are you looking at my poop again? And I was like, no, I'm looking up gallstones and all the different sizes of them. And she was like, oh. And I said, is that why you were in there for like, at that point I realized she'd been in there for a good 20 minutes. Yeah. At least. And usually if I'm in there for that long, I'll text her. I'll be like, mom, it's going to be a long one. Or mom, I'm in here for a while. Right. I'm okay. But she went completely dark and that was the thing. And then I will never forget her coming out high off of my three chocolate bars and yeah, I like she said, I took one look at her and she looked at me and I was like, okay, we need to put aside. I was still pissed off at her until she <laughs> opened the door and I just saw the look in her eyes and I'm like, I don't, okay, we need to move past like this. Like that, honestly, like I, if I really have to think of my pain scale, because my pain scale is really weird, when I got my GJ surgery, no, when I had my plexus block directly in the spot where I had my GJ surgery... I'd take that over the gallstone. I'm a sure. A giant needle being stuck in a freshly opened surgical wound than I'm a sure. gallstone being passed through my smas, which is basically yeah. collapsed. So, yeah. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, again, to clarify before, when she said it's, you know, gallstones with people with smas isn't fun, you have to think about... It's going and, through... It's being shoved through a teeny, tiny hole. Yeah. Like, the It's actually of, kind of a miracle that it made it through. Yeah. Um... But we, long, you know, that was our gas station, Gulfstones and gas station. And, um, yeah, and what we've, interesting enough, side note, is a lot of people with vascular compressions end up getting their gallbladder taken out sometimes because the pain will be radiating there. And that was kind of where our journey led us next. So my Lyme doctor immediately took me off the medication once we told her. She was like, we're done. We're not dealing with that anymore. But then she was like, I want to send you to a GI here because I am concerned about your gallbladder because at that point... I think it had fucked with my smas. I think it might have been the catalyst to make my smas collapse a little more. Oh, probably because you because you it's after that. That was when I started vomiting more. Right. I started having way harder time consuming things early. I started relying way more on my TPN than I ever mm-hmm. had. Um, and so they were like, "Oh, we're sending you a GI at Stanford because we don't know what's going on at this point. We don't know why after that you, you're feeling worse again. It, it should have just passed." Yeah, she was. She was kind of like coming to a stable point then, sort of. Not as much as she I is now. I gained weight. But... I was actually starting to do better. And yeah. then this happened. And it literally, like, I was vomiting all summer long. Yeah. Like, and she hadn't really vomited like that up until then. I mean, she... I don't like vomiting. No. It freaked me out. And so when I was just starting to vomit, like, it was water. It was drinks. It was... It was like... anything. She couldn't drink water. And yeah. she was vomiting it up. And she had not been doing that before. She could at least no. I used to be able to drink water, like Propel, like energy drinks, Gatorade, very like liquidy stuff, obviously. Right. Um, And now it was like, it was, it was everything. So we, we laugh and we make fun of it. And the thing is, is to us, it's hilarious when we look back on it. And, and part of it is that we did, we woke up, she was being a brat. She pushed, I pushed, we pushed each other back. You know, we're all we've got down there. And yet she's still sick. I've still got to get her. I can't do the classic mom, you know, like, well, fine, you get yourself there. Because first of all, she can't get herself there. Second of all, if I don't get her there. But it was, I don't know. Bad things are going to happen. So you can't release that as a parent when you have a chronically ill child. You can't just say. You can't just push me out on the side of the road and be like, walk. walk Or say, I'm not dealing with this now. I'm going to go have my, you know what? I'm going to the spa for the day or whatever. I'm going to go have coffee. Because she needs things. She needs, and that's. 
that's the hardest thing about being a caretaker is especially when you have a, a your your the person Just you're taking you. care of well and it's it's at this age because you know what we've talked about also is autumn has been going through many of the traditional adolescent growing pains. growing pains and she wants to push back against me and these are all things she would have been doing normally but in a normal situation, I could be like, screw you. I'm taking your phone from you. I'm taking your car. And You're now, not going to here. You're not going there. And the worst part is I do it when I have anxiety. And that's when right. we're going to the hospital. We're going to CT scans. We're going to things. And so we'll be on the way to get like a scan or a doctor appointment. And I'll be bitching to you basically. Right. She's pushing aside. And she's doing what she would normally be doing at this age. Which is trying to get my... Push. Yeah. Trying to push. But in that situation, I mean, before you got sick, we were already starting to be like, okay, guess what? You're not going out with your friends. You're going to talk to me like that. You're done. Yeah, and you know. I remember that. What and am I supposed to do? Be like, I'm not taking you to the ER. I'm not I taking not you to care. get your tube fixed. No way. I'm not taking you to get your tube fixed with the e- No. I'm not no, taking I'm, you to get a CT scan. Yeah, oh, you want to stop at the gas station and pass a gallstone? Screw you. We're just going to keep driving. Like, what am I supposed to do? And how, you can't ground her because she doesn't go anywhere anyway. <laughs> you can't say. I walk to the park. I know. I know. So it's it's very difficult as a caretaker and as a parent to want to, you know, in my head I'm thinking she needs to learn that she can't talk to people that way, which is true but also not true. Yeah. I would say, so this, I mean, we'll segue, I guess, into, because we could talk about, I mean, we've talked about Stanford I have on my Instagram I've reamed them well I know that you wanted to talk a little bit more about this mass and yeah. gallbladder and, and we do see a lot of lead, people but that is from but it wasn't but that was kind of our journey is we were starting to kind of not you're just starting like you said I was starting to stabilize with the Lyme again and then this happened and I you know I'm not I don't I'm grateful that it happened, I guess, because it led us to get this mass diagnosis. It led us down this road of finally getting down to the meat of also what's going on. It just is kind of shitty that it happened all in the way that it did, I guess. It, that's the, yeah. it is what it is. And, and that's, again, why we, we can laugh now and why we laughed even the very next day thinking about it. Like, we were so angry at each other. We were at each other's throats again. And when we stopped at the gas station, all I could think about was, I'm going to eat all the candy. She can get out. And she can get out. I was like, you go. I'm going to eat all the candy sitting here and whatever. And then the next, within, you know, 20 minutes, you're realizing that your kid is in a crisis again. And maybe you shouldn't have eaten all that candy because now you're kind of feeling not great. But also, she needs you and you have to put aside that whole parental you know, I got to teach her a lesson, kind of. I got to teach her that she can't just talk to people I that way. I guess that means the gallstone kind of was the lesson. <laughs> you talk well, shit about, you talk right? shit to your parents, you get a gallstone. <laughs> and that's the hardest part is that is so many times in, in this journey is... Or like we've gone, we fought when we were in the ER and then the doctor's like, oh, I think I just popped your balloon. Right. And it's like, oh, is that when I get right. talking shit to my mom? Right. Or you, or you got to stand, I mean, remember when we took you to Stanford, to the ER for Stanford... So and she did not want to go. Be- we had this clearly. whole argument. We, we were had like, a huge she argument. She was literally dragging me in by the skin of my teeth, but like in a way that like I was like, I'm not gonna make anyone think that we're mad at each other. But well, like we couldn't, and that's the, that's the other side to it is that if we are seeing fighting, then they'll totally say it as right. oh combative parent, right? And it, it 
it's not honestly the reason you were dragging me in was because i was terrified it was bts all over again i was scared of what they were gonna say i was and yet she had to go i can't because we thought had... it had ruptured my lung it hadn't i just had a bunch yeah. of air inside me we she she has having problems with her with her too but we when you have the the symptoms that she does it could have been a lung rupture it could have been an organ rupture no she wasn't bleeding but you can't just let that sit, stuff yeah. sit because your kid's being a brat and we were and she was she was terrified but she was also being and then i remember that night i mean after we both stood together with the doctors and everything yep. we went and got burger king we got i got lemonade right. got food and we also had to sit in a hospital room same room with a kid who had covid and was throwing up blood that was fun you you have to you have to find <laughs> a way to um have a different sort of faith that um i don't know i mean my how i parent you parent parent i don't I, I haven't parented you in a very long time. I would say you've been you've been doing it more again, but it's because I've yes. been more stable. You're and more, more stable, alive. and you can also respond to the things I say. Yeah, I can you say stop being a brat. I actually respond. You to understand, it. and there's been you and know I'm she not, had yeah. she had brain fog and brain sick for so long it wouldn't even work. She'd go into this spiral. So of, oh my god, oh my god, like I right. like what did I do wrong? Because I wouldn't even remember what I was doing, and now I'm like right. yeah, I was being kind of a bitch, and. I began implementing a lot of that, a lot of the tactics that I would take with my kids in the classroom who have behavioral issues or differences, special differences or, or special needs issues. And I would have to implement those and kind of go at it that way because Autumn, physically, it was taking a toll on her mental state too. Yeah. And while by all rights and means, if she was a healthy kid, she should have been able to respond to normal parenting parenting tactics. She did not. No, I and, would I would definitely because I either wouldn't remember why I started the argument in the first place, or I'd be in so much pain that I would just literally just explode into a spiral. I would literally right. just be like, I would just freak out. I don't even know how. To, I don't even remember what I used to do. I just remember it freaking the fuck out. She wouldn't, and she wouldn't remember. I mean, there were literally be times when I would. You know, in the or even in the early days, I would send her into her room and be like, "We need space. You need to go into your room and just sit and reflect on this." And I'd come in there in a little bit and be like, "So, what did you what did you reflect on?" And she'd be looking at me like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "I sent you in here because you were and being a brat." It wasn't because I was being a brat. Even no, then, she it was because I genuinely remember. didn't remember what I did. And I'd say, "Did you reflect on what you had to reflect on?" And she'd be like, "Sure, sure, sure." <laughs> And in those, I mean, I remember starting to get mad because my instincts are, you know, I know kids, I know teenagers. My my first thought was, she's being a brat again, but you have to, I don't know, I know we're way off topic, so. No, I'm glad we talked about this, but I wanted to, I mean, this kind we've, of, this we've, kind made, of, we've made the Gallstones and the gas station story to be this hilarious, hilarious thing, because she and I. Because it is really funny now, like, back. We think it's hilarious. Because um, that's us. But Once again, we also now looking back at like the time my tube fell out of my stomach, and that was hilarious <laughs> too. Funny too. And I was like naked because I was in the hospital, and they were like, and it was like my he like juices, were, my stomach juices were going everywhere. The doctor gave you and a he just towel. put a towel on top of him, and he's like, it's fine. He's like, hold this. I'm like, dude, <laughs> bro, it's fine. Let's give you some Ativan. Is that okay? And then Here's, I fall asleep. Yeah, that basically was like, give her some Ativan to calm her down. I'm like, no, you want her to shut up and hold. Because I was a, screaming because it was hurting. Because you had a tube falling out of your stomach and he gave you a towel. He literally did. He brought in a towel and he just and he just put it on top of my stomach. There was leaking bile at this point. And it was like, it's fine. Okay, your stomach will just eat it back. I'm it like, just, that's not a good thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> he did. He said your stomach will just reabsorb it. I'm like, no. <laughs> That's not how it works or what we would want, you dumbass. <laughs> and the nurse was just sitting there like totally like side eye. Like side eye. Oh, Bombastic side eye. Like what are we supposed to be doing? Like oh don't. You know what, you guys? I know we're here in the ER where you asshats are supposed to have medical degrees. But let me just handle my daughter with her body insides coming out. I'll deal with he it. He totally okay? was a gym bro. Let's be honest. He, he was, totally was a, gym. a gym bro. He was like, bro, like what even is? He was totally like, I heard you had mouths. Like can you explain that to me? Can you explain? what smash yeah. is to me and I, I wanted to just be like no no, no you're google the doctor it. because the one time we had gone in the one doctor did actually google it remember yeah, he did. and he came back in he was like oh my god like i don't right. really understand what's going there's on there's nothing wrong with using google in fact your aunt melanie shout out to our aunt she's melanie. a nurse she she works um on the surgical team and she's like we google stuff all the time she's like we're not we can't remember we're not everything perfect. we can't right we're not perfect and she's like, Google has good information on it. Once again, you have to be discerning and know where to look. So, you know, this guy wanted us to explain it, and I really felt like it was a test. I felt like he, oh, totally. it was a test. Okay, so we'll get back, though. I wanted, okay. This kind of ties into what you're talking about. So when we went to the GI that got me diagnosed with SMAS, is it, I mean, we'll wrap up in a little bit, but this, I mean, we were fighting too then. I was really scared. Yeah. I was really, really scared yeah. of what he was going to say. And of course, he kind of did, he said everything that I knew he was going to say, and it was afraid of him yeah. saying. He heavily, I mean, he heavily implied a, like a zillion of things. Yeah. Um, so it was the a, usual, the usual stuff. And he, he also. Well, um, so we had gotten a HIDA scan prior to this, and that's right. what it, so my Lyme doctors get, got me a HIDA scan. And then they sent it. They wanted us to send it to him. Hide scans for gallstones. Yes. So basically what you do is you lay on a horribly uncomfortable table for like two hours. It's supposed to be two hours. This is what I found interesting. It's supposed to be two hours and they inject um, contrast into you that lights up your gallbladder. And they put, I think they put fat in it or something to watch it empty through your gallbladder. Yes, it's an emptying test. It's an emptying test for your gallbladder. It's like gastroparesis when you do an emptying test for that when you eat the radioactive eggs. But I didn't eat eggs. They just injected shit into me. Um, so I just laid there and listened to murder podcasts like I do. And uh, two hours later, I was understand fasted, and they were like, oh, we're still not seeing it emptied. We're going to have to, like, or it's not emptying properly. We can't see your gallbladder. It was something like that. They, it hadn't emptied. So so the reason they do it over two hours is that is the norm. If, if you're digesting or even if it's and slow, yeah. you should have done it over two hours. Like, she wasn't oh. emptying at all. So it, we were there. We got in there at 7, and we are only supposed to be there to like, latest if that we were there till one yeah because then they brought me into a different machine i think it was a ct scan at yeah. that point they switched the, the and then they finally were like oh it emptied and yeah. apparently this is just the thing with my gallbladder i still have it we haven't had it taken out um it's partially collapsed and it was it yeah. was emptying it like slow enough that they could be like it was slow but not slow enough that they were like it's critically slow well they they recognized that there wasn't anything wrong with the gallbladder yeah. itself that there was something else that was causing which now looking back that could be the blood flow not being there right. because of the mouths and the smells it could have been a lot of other things because what's of interesting to me though is that they didn't right away say we're gonna you know you should have these other tests to check for smas or to check for mouths no they just said it was oh, like go home oh we don't know what's happening you know your gallbladder is running really slow and i did ask one of them i said does that mean she didn't have to take it out and they were like, well, it's not, once again, it's not significantly collapsed. Uh, it's, it's just only collapsed. Partially, it's only it's partially, partially collapsed. 
And I said, so you're going to wait until it completely collapses? And they were like, well, it just needs to be significantly collapsed. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, um, when I'm in buildings and earthquakes come. You're only going to, you have to wait till the building's fully collapsed before they rebuild it. Right. It's, it's fine. Or get people out. It's fine. You know. So this led us to this GI. And I will, as much as I, I have bittersweet feelings about him because he did genuinely, I think, at first want to help and then i think it was honestly the system there that held him back from doing more um at stanford um but he i I mean he diagnosed me with spence he knew i think he recognized something else was going on he listened to all my symptoms he was the first one who took a thorough history he drilled me and it was awful and he really kind of poked at my buttons and he said some triggering things my triggers are and if you ever want to trigger me, guys, my triggers are telling me my weight and telling me that that's my fault, telling me that I'm, um, like, once again, everything is just caused by my weight. And if I just gained a little weight, it would be fine. Um, but he, we did, so then he scheduled a barium swallow test for me, and we went and go, got and did that, and I drank the vanilla cement, that's what I call it, it's barium, and they can watch it on a CT, I think? We can or talk about that next time because that was yeah. another interesting experience, at least for me. I know you were on the other end. Trying to throw it up. Yeah, They're like, it was, roll it was, around while it's inside. It was interesting for me. Who they let, I, they I mean, we have, like, we, okay, we have like a few more minutes. We can talk about it really um, quick. It was, so Autumn and I have been saying the whole time, you know, she's had this intestinal blockage. Something it's something stops. And then it comes back up. Right. And, and so I've she said was. said that for seven fucking years now. I've pointed it out on yeah. my stomach. And the so this is a test where you sit up and it's a live barium swallow and then you so, lay down too right so um the screen so she's in front of me they let me come in because i was shielded i was or whatever. still 17 i'm still a minor yes. technically and they gave her the barium swallow test and they have the the screen like in front of her and then the doctors are so i could see the screen basically too and i, I was where the yeah. doctors were and autumn could not and that's the key is they don't want the patient seeing what's happening because that's part of the test right if she's faking it yeah Right? I guess I could. I could start like gagging or like forcing. Mm, you wouldn't have been know. able to. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't Whatever. have known when it was hitting. Whatever. So, as I'm watching this barium slide down her gullet and into her organ things, whatever you it think I would know by now. It into my duodenum. Yeah, and it stops right at this spot that she has been pointing to for the seven years that we've been doing this. It <gasps> stops right like I know that spot because for seven years she's been pointing to this spot on her stomach, on her abdomen. And it stops right there, and it starts shooting it's, back up. It like like water hitting like a bottom of a bucket. Yeah. It's like when you spray a hose at the bottom of an empty bucket, and the water sprays and it back up. Also, and right at the moment, first of all, right at the moment that it hit that spot, she said, "Ow, ow." Okay, so first of all, she was like, "Oh, ow!" It's starting to hurt, and then it starts shooting back up, and she starts to like cry out loud, like not like crying, crying, yeah, but, but just, just like, like mm-hmm. she was like, "This is hurting, this is hurting, this is hurting," and I feel, I feel nauseous, I feel really nauseous. Like, I'm, I'm gonna throw up, to throw I'm gonna throw up. up, and you could see it on the screen, like she said, all Cascading this stuff back up into is my, coming back up into my and stomach. I kid you not, right away, right then and there, I was like, "She's got fucking smas." You didn't know what it was though. I, but I was like, obstacle, obstacle. Okay, she's got the obstacle she said she had. No, and by then we knew, we knew it was smash. I had the words because Sue had given them to us years before. I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't aware still. I was kind of anyway, still cuckoo land. And the doctor and the techs or whoever they were, the techs were like, I think you should just put on a little bit more weight and it might resolve itself. Yep. And I remember she looked at me as I yep. sit up shaking and trying not to vomit on her. Yep. 
I think you should just try to gain a little bit of weight and then it will be okay. And I looked at her and I said, did you see the same screen that I did? And she was like, well, yeah. And I said, did you see when it hit the spot that she has been talking about for seven years, it started shooting back upwards. She's like, well, Ilis, I heard you. Yeah, but she looked again. She did actually she listen. She did look again. And she referred she to did. It. Um, But this goes, I want to add this and then we'll finish up. What goes in more is that, so my GI, John Hopkins, when he gave me an endoscopy, he went all the way down to my duodenum and he looked at my SMAS. And I remember him telling us that he sprayed water at the same place because he was like i want to see how blocked it is he sprays water and apparently it splashed back up at the camera and out of my mouth at him while i was in my endoscopy yeah. so once again it proven that it was there um so we'll kind of stop there because but that was kind of i mean once again once again autumn that was new for seven years where and what was happening and no one would listen to her because she was a cute little girl with divorced parents <laughs> who once again I, I know she said or we've said you know we had gotten divorced before any of this started happening but I would say I want to kind of put that but it was once again I go back into a lot of talk to you about like I don't regret going to California because I don't think I ever would have gotten diagnosed with SMAS if we hadn't gone to California not up here it may we have, would been have had to we, go we, we would have had to go to John Hopkins, Hopkins but it would have taken us longer yeah because we wouldn't have known I honestly don't know that you would have survived no, I was I, getting, I it was getting, right. at that point, I was throwing up so much that I was losing weight on TPN. Yeah. And TPN, you're not meant to lose weight on TPN because it's literally meant as a last resort to keep and you, you alive. And you can say, well, maybe they would have hospitalized her, but we'd been to three hospitals up in Washington State and she'd been hospitalized. And then I was hospitalized in Stanford and pff, they and, didn't do and much they, for me. And they kept coming back to the, even in Stanford, even after the GI had diagnosed her with SMAS, then they said this mass was a result of an eating anorexia. disorder. Anorexia. Or bulimia. They couldn't decide. They were right. just like, it's something. So this desire to categorize women in, and teenage girls into this label of having an eating disorder is absolutely wrong. It, it, it shouldn't even be... It, you know what? It can be a consideration, but there are easy ways to rule that out. Out. There's people that I've talked to that have also had SMAS on, on social media, and they've been like, all we've ever asked, you and I agree with this, is, fine, I'm anorexic, I have an eating disorder, fine, run all the tests, yeah. run the barium swallow, run a CTA, run an MRA, run an ultrasound, run a endoscopy, colonoscopy, swallow test, uh, gastroparesis test, run all of those, and when all of those come back positive, even though some of them do come back positive, and you can still have mouths, gastroparesis, SMAS, any of those things, that's not the point. Even though, like, run those things and prove me wrong. And that's all we'd ever asked for. Is, and they never did. When we were in Mary Bridge and we knew the words to ask for, we knew the tests to ask for, that's what we were saying, is run these tests. Autumn has said from day one that her food gets to this point. And that was, like I said, that day that she had that barium swallow, it was like, that's the spot. Gotcha. Right gotcha, bitch. Ash hats. All right, do you want to wrap that up there? That's my last, I gotta say. Okay. Um, there's literally, I mean, nothing else I've been, uh, what have I been doing? Nothing. Um, yeah. Juice. Juice, yes. Everyone can hear you open the back door, I'm pretty sure. I'm not checking to do about it. The dogs have to go when the dogs have to go. Oh my god. Okay, um, so I've been, I mean, I haven't really been drinking any juice. Um, 
I don't know. Ooh, Nitro Colbers, I have an issue right now. So why can't they sell bigger? Why are Nitro Colbers only sold in a grande or a medium or small size? Why are they not sold in a large size? I can drain it. I don't get, I like Nitro Colbers. I want a bigger size. And I don't want to spend $10 on a two grande Nitro Colbers. Bruise. I'm very upset about this. This is my um, newest gripe with the world. Yes. So that's it, I think. And um, we'll see you next week because I'm going to make sure I do next week. Ooh, next week we'll have fun things to talk about because I did my CTA. And we can um, keep talking about Stanford. Even I don't think I've gotten into Stanford on my podcast. So we can discuss them. Even though if you're on my Instagram, you know I reamed them. But yes so thank you for listening and i'll see you next week and you want to say anything bye she's lovely bye